Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Ismono podcast. And today, it has been such a long time that um, I've almost missed you uh, a lot. I mean, we talk all the time on Instagram, but today I have yeah. finally back Tom from Pack Hacker. I think it was like two years or three years when we talked the last time. It was at least before the pandemic. So thank you so much, Tom, for being back on the podcast. And I feel kind of stupid asking this uh, because I believe everyone knows you. But let's assume no one knows you. Can you just give the new people on this podcast a quick little introduction of who you are? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, like so great to be here again, Bo. And I've missed speaking with you too, <laughs> um, even though we do talk on Instagram quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm Tom from Pack Hacker. Your guide to smarter travel. That's what we say in the YouTube videos. It's like, that's just like rolls off my tongue now. But, um, um, yeah, if I'm going to give a quick introduction. Um, we find and test the best gear for travel. It's a constant, uh, you know, journey to find the best things. And each time I find something that I really love, there's a bunch of new options that we <laughs> get and test out. So it's a continuous journey, but hopefully what we do, you know, can help other people purchase things right the first time. And uh, for all of you who don't know, the Packhacker channel is already at over 200k, so he or the whole channel is amazing and you should definitely check it out. I mean, before it was predominantly gear reviews and now you just pivoted quite a lot to rather travel tips and recommendations and optimizing your journey, right? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So we have two YouTube channels. The first is like, we kind of do the main channel. We do like roundups and travel tips and things like that. So that's a little bit more accessible to like newer audience and like gearheads alike. Um, and then we have our reviews channel where we have a team of reviewers that, um, we get a product test for two weeks and then we put our thoughts on the reviews channel, pack hacker reviews, And then um, create content from that, like written content for the site mm. and photography and things like that. So we're really, um, you know, we take testing very seriously. We get at least a two-week test on every product that we get in-house that we create content on. Um, in the reviews channel, I like it because it's a little more loose. So you're getting mm. a little bit more off the cuff. The main channel is scripted. Yeah, I've done a lot of work to try to make myself sound like it's not scripted, but man, some people are so good at that. And I still, <laughs> to this day, I struggle with it a lot, but I feel like we're always trying to get better. So yeah, um, it's, a, it's yeah. always a journey and uh, there's always room for improvement. So I don't yeah. think you should be too hard on yourself about that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to improve, right? Yeah, <laughs> I so, feel like I, I, I watch my yeah. old videos and I'm like, why were you yelling? You know, Dude, like I, I watched my old videos as well lately, and I cringe so much being like all stiff in front of the camera. And hello, my name is Bo Ismono, and I'm trying to be as cool as possible, but I can't. I'm standing here very stiff in front of the camera. <laughs> It's so cringe. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was a short internet connection issue that interrupted the call. But fortunately, we caught it early and therefore we were able to resolve that issue and continue with the podcast.
Sorry everyone for the short interruption. We, we had some technical difficulties, but let's see if that works again. Yeah, yeah we're back. Mic check. So to continue, we both prepared a couple of questions and I want to start first to give you your first question. Um, and I mean, it's, it's been a while since we've talked and you have reviewed and experienced a lot of bags uh, over all of these years. How would you say your taste or let's say your personal requi <coughs> requirements <laughs> in regards to bags have changed? What do you like now that potentially you haven't liked in the past? Oof. For instance, I, like I mean, it. for me personally, is when I started, I was all about, oh, I like moly. I love Moly. I like these military style bags, but now I'm all about, ah, that's a little bit too much. Not sure if I mm. like that anymore. Um, yeah. So that just as an example. Yeah, I like it. Starting with the heavy hitters. Um, <laughs> so I used to really like Molly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like when I The, the first bag I had, like, very seriously was a GR2 because I traveled the mm -hmm. world with that thing exactly. for two years. That's what kicked everything off. Um, but I was very obsessed with durability. And I think I still am. But now I try to... Uh, durability is still super important to me, but I try to go with bags now that are, like, a little bit smaller and lighter. Um, especially since I'm not traveling, you know, for two years straight. Like, I care a little bit less about durability because... You know, I still really care about it, but if something like mm -hmm. breaks or something, I'm usually not going to be gone for too long. Um, I guess I say that just coming from uh, Thailand and South Korea for mm -hmm. five weeks. So that's about like probably the max length mm -hmm. I would be gone. Um, but, you know, if like a pocket or something starts to fray, it's it goes on the usage timeline of our review. Right. But it's like it's not going to be a deal breaker because I don't need to deal with it for two years. Um I also feel like size is something I'm always, I'm try, always trying to go smaller. Mm -hmm. um, like for a travel backpack, I'm really liking between like 30 and 35 liters to put things into. Um, I like packing cubes. I like when all the packing cubes are uniform. Um, yeah, let's see. And I like like just the right amount of organization, mm -hmm. like a, like an admin panel that lays flat. And I don't need to use it, but it's there if I want to. Um, and then the rest just kind of like a big, giant bucket. Um, mm. And I'm mostly talking about travel backpacks. For like an EDC bag, I like a little bit more organization. I need it to be like slim to my back. I love that feel. Um, I don't really like having something bulky on the back yeah. kind of pulling me backwards. Um, and comfort, I think, for me too has become like a little bit more important in my old age yeah <laughs> how about do, do you still like packing cubes i'm i'm a little bit truth to be told i'm a little bit torn i'm a very big advocate of using packing cubes but lately especially considering the comfort to carry bags i was actually wondering if i should keep continuing to use packing cubes just because the fact they do add a little bit of grams and a little bit of bulk to all of the stuff that you're packing. Obviously, you can compress everything, but since you compressed everything, you're 
get into the habit of, oh, I still have some space left, so I can yeah. add more. So that's why I was actually thinking to myself, should I continue using packing cubes? What's your yeah. thought on that? I'm not sure. I personally love packing cubes because I yeah. just love keeping everything organized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know what you mean. And I actually ran into this. We were doing our Digital Nomad packing list version 3. And with all the items, you know, we we get like a nice full packing list for people mm-hmm. to look at. And we don't definitely don't expect people to like buy every single item, right? Or get every single item. A lot like people should think of it more as like ideas of what you could pack. Mm. Um, especially for like the miscellaneous accessories and things like that. And of course, everybody's clothing weighs a different amount. Um, but I was trying some like lighter weight packing cubes. I was thinking about no packing cubes for the DNPL V3, which is what we call it in house. And like, I just ended up with the peak design packing cubes again, which are Mm. like a little bit heavier. Um, but like, I just love them so much. Like they fit so well into bags. They're, you know, they're durable. The material is very satisfying to feel. They've got a very premium look and feel to them. Um, like a lot of the stuff that Peak Design does. And for me, it's worth that extra weight. Mm. Um, we're also very intentional about what we're packing. So I'm not really like, oh, I'm going to like add more stuff. Mm. Like we have it like on spreadsheets and have the weights and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for, 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 I can see how that's an issue, right? Cause like mm. the, the more optimized and compressed things are, the easier it is to start jamming things inside of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's my two cents. Um, yeah, I just sense. think that the organization outweighs the, the extra weight for me personally. For me as well as I, I love having everything organized and, being able to come to my destination, take that packing cube out and air it out a little bit without taking all of the clothing out of the bag. Um, For instance, my wife, whenever I get to, or we get to a destination, she unpacks everything and puts it Mm. into the closet of that room, which makes totally sense in terms of women's clothing, not getting wrinkled and airing them out. And for me, it's, I get that and I have this, yeah, just take out the packing cube, put it on on the shelf or something, open it up, done. I don't care. Yeah. I have merino yeah, stuff yeah. that doesn't wrinkle, so I don't, I don't yeah, mind that yeah, much. Yeah. Um, so just that benefit alone for me makes packing cubes worth it. But yeah, as I said, I was considering, okay, does it still make sense? But as you said, the benefits of having better organization definitely outweigh, no pun intended, the weight gain hey, of a packing cube. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I think it depends on your bag too, because like some, mm. you know, some will have like a separate place for like socks and underwear and smaller mm. items, and then maybe it's easier to get away with like rolling your clothes. Um, and I'm just like Bellroy right now. I'm thinking of. I think their transit pack has like that magnetic buckle for like compression Mm. and i think there you can get away with no packing cubes so it really depends on your bag too yeah um but yeah i I personally like the organization (laughs) Mm. (laughs) all right thank you so much for answering uh that question um so i pass it over to you do you have a topic or a question that you want us to talk about 
Yeah, I do. I think, you know, you have been one of the, the OGs, right, on YouTube for, Together for bag with reviews. With both. With I'm both. not an OG, man. I, we started I was looking about at you the same for time. <laughs> no way. Really? When did you yeah, start? Yeah, about. Not sure, when but I think. I mean, let's, let me check the, I mean, the bag. The last that's, video. The bag that started <laughs> it all was the Gorok bag. So if I am looking What's for the this mono Gorak, the GR0, oh, wow, seven years ago. I didn't realize that. How long is Pack Hacker? Is that 20? Uh, Pack Hacker, I think my first video was like late 2016 or early 17. Let's see, Pack Hacker, the earliest video. Video why can't I sort by date? Uh, now I need to scroll down all the way. Okay, your oldest <laughs> video is six years ago. Okay, almost yeah. the same time. <laughs> okay, almost the same. Yeah. So I guess we could then both answer this, but like, how have you, you know, seen the landscape shift in this niche in the last, you know, seven years? And, and where do you think it's headed? Like, do you think it's growing? Do you think it's shrinking? Like, are you excited about the new stuff is, you know, that's, that's a good question. It's, it's kind of a big question, but I'm just curious to get your thoughts on it's, like the current state of the industry, I guess. It's a good question because I would love to hear your answer to this question as well. Um, <laughs> I think to some degree it has gotten bigger. Um, and I feel we have a very cool community. Um, I'm not that much in all of those active in all of those groups like Carryology or Packer Pro, and I'm not looking too much into the the whole conversations. But whenever I do look into them, I'm amazed about how many people there are. That being said, it's so funny on my Discord channel. I recently posted this um, this article from CNN. Um, Google, obviously, I, I have this Google feed on my phone, so it shows me articles about stuff that I'm potentially I'm interested in, and it showed me the CNN article about 33 bags that we recommend to you. And I looked at that list, mm. and I honestly, I knew of four, no, five brands, and of those five, I only reviewed two. And I think it was uh, a Peak Design um, able carry mm. and then the brands that I also knew was Samsonite, Tule and something else so that's, that's cool that able carry is on CNN I think it was it was yeah I think so that's, but I'm I mean not, that, that's huge right yeah but yeah still, I mean that's that's big for them they're yeah, yeah. Um, but I noticed okay of those 33 bags I don't know that many and Truth to be told, I don't want to bash them because um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? It's very subjective. And I, but for me, I found all of those bags not very appealing. And they looked like those typical backpacks that your dad or my dad would wear or <laughs> those typical business traveler backpacks that have Swiss no... Gear. Yeah, no fashionable. Yeah, yeah, no cool appeal to them, and that's where where I realized 
oh, we are still very small. The mainstream hasn't caught up. And very, a lot of people still consider, I don't want to wear a backpack. I don't want to wear a big, ugly thing on my back to work. And yeah, I don't want to spend that much. Let's just go to H&M and buy a fashion backpack or, I don't know, buy an East... I like East Pack as, uh, from their designs but or Jansport. Let's get yeah. back like that. And yeah, that's where I realized, wow, we are still a long way to go to to get rid of the question that many people ask, why did you spend over 150 euros for a backpack. I can get the, a proper backpack for 40 bucks at my local sports gear shop, right? Yeah. Um, so that is my impression of the state of the bag enthusiast world at the moment. Sure. Um, especially after the pandemic when no one was able to travel. Um, yeah. That made everything a little bit for the lack of a better word, worse for this this niche because no one wanted to travel. Well, no, everyone wanted to travel but couldn't. Now right. we have the, I always forget the right word. Is it inflation or re recession? The economy isn't that great. Let's say oh. that way. The, yeah, the economy yeah. isn't that great <laughs> at the moment. And therefore, I totally understand why would you, if you can't pay your gas bills or your heating bills, electricity bills, why would yeah. you buy a $200 backpack if you can't travel anyways? So I totally get that. And I'm a little bit worried that this year might be still plateauing in a way for this bag niche. Um, hmm. But I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah. But besides that, I think the community is amazing. Um, I don't see any, I was always worried about that we get to a place where it's this, I think we talked about it the last time, this iPhone versus Android um, mm. conflict or butting heads with some brands. Yeah. Um, and I would understand it that if you have a hardcore, don't know, Gorak fan, if you spend that much amount of money on that bag, it's totally understandable that you want to um, defend your investment in a way. And then those discussions start. But fortunately, as far as I can tell, we are not at that place. Everyone seems to be very nice to each other. Um, the only times I get negative comments is when an outsider comes to a video and says like, oh, that bag is totally over overpriced. Um, yeah. How stupid do you have to be to spend a three-figure number on a bag? Right. And yeah. from their point of view, I can understand it. Um, but you get what you pay for, right? In a way. Right. Um, so what what are your thoughts on this? How do you see the community or the space at the moment? I agree that like we have a very solid community, like very, very nice people. Um, like Pack Hacker Pro is just one of my favorite places to go hang out. You know, everyone in there is like so nice. Um you have these personalities of people that like love to optimize things and pack lighter and find the best. That's right. Cool. Yeah. But they're all very nice too. And accepting of one another and patient. And like, oftentimes those two 
like archetypes don't go together. So it's mm-hmm. like a very special community. And I've seen similar and uh, others like in your, um, your discord a little bit, like from time to time, I just pop in there. And I know a couple mm-hmm. years ago, I was in there a little bit. Um, a lot of the Facebook groups, you know, yeah. similar interaction. Like it's very rare that there's, you know, something like d- drama happening. Um, I mean, it's always going to happen, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're dealing with people, but it's very rare that there's drama happening. And, um, I think everyone's like overall very supportive and yeah, sure. Sure. People are passionate about their brands mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. And there's room for many brands and many different styles and, and, uh, of gear, which is super cool. Um, where do I think it's going? I mean, I'd say similar to you, we saw like a pretty good little growth spike, like last year after COVID. Um, but it was still like a little erratic this year. I'm curious to see what happens. I just read a headline today from this, uh, sub stack I subscribed to. Um, and it was like, this is going to be the busiest year for spring break and like airlines are preparing. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's one take. Um, but maybe not, right? Maybe people aren't going to vacation. I, I'm not really sure. I don't, I'm not really like a, a macro economist type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to, uh, you know, work on pack hacker and do the best we can. And I figure, mm-hmm. Hey, if we made it through COVID when no one's traveling, like, you know, we can, we can just keep going. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I love I, your, yeah, I love your, your comment about YouTube comments. Cause it's oftentimes like an outsider that comes in and they just like, they don't really understand or they'll like mm. catch us at a video that, and they should have watched like this one first. That's a bit more introductory. Exactly. Um, but I don't know if you find this, but like when we launch a video, I always know that it's doing well and is getting popular when we receive like more bad comments <laughs> because it's just going out to yeah. more people that like yeah. aren't in this niche. Makes sense. Um, like whenever I see the like, Oh, why is this guy wearing makeup? You know, I see that. Whenever I see that comment, I'm like, all right, this video is doing well. <laughs> and I don't even wear makeup. I've been getting that since I was like two years old. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't, I, I, I had that also in the beginning. And I don't really get why people resort to commenting on, um, visuals or voice things um so funny yeah. in the beginning i had so many comments about oh you sound like a german and then you look at the the person who commented and it's a german person and i'm like <laughs> who care? why do you care while 90 percent of the people are watching are from the u.s and they don't care i don't get it <laughs> why do you yeah. need to be so aggressive <laughs> about it now and um well, yeah well like appearances why do you need to comment on that just concentrate on if you don't like the content fair enough but just say so it's what's the point and i don't feel attacked that much if someone comments on my appearance because i don't care but why spend the energy to comment on that (laughs) it's no point yeah (laughs) it's so man a waste yeah. of energy for you to comment it's yeah oh yeah i think people have bad days and they you know they want to take it out on someone and you know it's fine i also, i do oh, go ahead no go ahead you, you go ahead <laughs> i do a good job at brushing those comments off yeah. the comments yeah. that really get me thinking 
are like the very thoughtful comments that introduce a new point or a different perspective that I didn't think about or have. And then that's when I really think I'm like, okay, like there's some validity to what this person is saying. It's even better if they're nice about it. Sometimes mm. people can be still mean with the way they write their comments. Um, but those are the ones that get me thinking. Anything about appearance or just like, this is yeah. dumb. It's just, it's so easy to set those aside. But, um, but I don't feel that worse about comments that put a new train of thought into my brain because oh those are great just, yeah I'm yeah saying because great. especially they underline i lo i love this niche so much because bags make it so clear that we all have different needs body shapes therefore different um views on is this comfortable is this not comfortable Do I need this size or that size? It's so very obvious that bags are underlining that we are all different. Yeah, and it's not for sure. With, for instance, with tech, you can very objectively say, okay, this is bad, this is good, this works, this doesn't, and just because. But but with bags or with traveling, just because it doesn't work for me, doesn't mean that it does it could work for you therefore i feel that any comment that potentially is negative in regards to a fact that i mentioned in the video i don't take it as uh of as offensive or anything i just think like oh that's cool i didn't see it that yeah. way because you have a different approach to traveling so that's cool i never thought about it that way and right yeah That's why I think it's really cool when people are commenting something negative in a way. Obviously, if they scream yeah. at me, I'm I try to deescalate, and usually those people <laughs> are like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't I didn't realize that my comment was a little bit rude." Yeah. So yeah, usually people sleep on it. I, I like it. Yeah, constructive criticism, right? It keeps us all honest, keeps us all pushing forward, and like. And improving too, right? Mm. If if all we got was positive comments, it's like you're not going to learn a lot. So yeah, I love the positive comments too. Those are my favorite. I yeah, mean, of really. course. Yeah, yeah. Or um, those comments from the people who always come back. That's that's all. Yeah. Also great seeing. Speaking of always coming back, I have this one person. Mm. Um, I really know that that person just comes to my videos to dislike because they are right when it's uploaded and it's very apparent that <laughs> that dislike came before finishing or completely viewing that video at some time oh i see so that's a person who really <laughs> takes an effort to come to my videos and push the dislike <laughs> button not always yeah but there's always this one dislike <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we've we've got a couple of those too yeah. i noticed that too it's like disliked right when we launch like Did you even watch it? Come on. I, but I applaud <laughs> the effort. It's, it's kind of flattering to be like, oh, oh, he uploaded. So that means that person is also subscribed to us, right? Yeah. That means that person knows when the video is coming. So that's a free subscriber. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And they're interacting, right? It's, a, it's an interaction. I'm sure YouTube looks at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. That's funny, man. Yeah. So my next question to you is... Um, Also, in regards to this YouTube thing, after you hit 100K, and also especially after you hit 200K, 
how did your style to create videos or also to review bags, did it change or did, did something, was it, yeah, what did anything change for you in that regard? Maybe also from mindset perspective or were you just overwhelmed in terms like, oh, wow, 100,000 yeah. people are subscribed to us. Right. I mean, that's crazy. And we look at views too. I think we're getting, um, between both channels, I think it's about a uh, 1.3 or 4 million views a month. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And that, I think about that more than subscribers. I mean, like mm -hmm. it's just because I start to think about like, oh, how big is, you know, Yankee stadium? Like how many times have we filled Yankee yeah. stadium this month? I think that's really an interesting visual that puts it mm -hmm. into perspective. Um, how did it change? I mean, I was very thankful to get 100K, even more thankful to get 200K. And I think it's it's 100% a team effort too because scaling Pack Hacker has been, been very interesting because I can't obviously test every single piece of gear, right? Like I, like we just, we do five review videos on the reviews channel per week. Um, so a lot of my work last year, the year before, was just finding, you know, smart reviewers that I thought had a very interesting perspective uh, to join up, you know, with the Pack Hacker team. And yeah. I think that's, you know, we're, we're scaling it with like really smart people and people that are detail oriented. They like this stuff. They test stuff. They're opinionated. Um, and that's really, that's kind of how it's changed. I didn't, I, I didn't like hit 100K and start like hiring people. Um, but that's, kind of how it's shifted for me. Mm. Um, and I still review uh, like one product per week and then I do a lot of the main channel videos. Um, so I'm still hanging in there and holding on. But it's been really amazing to get other people involved and other perspectives as well. And I think I've just learned, um, you know, what I like isn't necessarily the best, but oftentimes we can find like a, kind of either we find like a unified opinion of something mm. or we're able to qualify each differing opinion on the team better mm. because each person, you know, people aren't like, well, I don't like that. And then another person's like, well, why not? And then you have to explain why. And it's usually a very valid reason, right? Like you were saying, mm. everyone has a different style. They use things differently. Like Eric, one of our employees, like bikes a lot. You know, Christine has like a smaller frame. Mm. Lauren's got two cats at home, so she gets cat hair over everything. And it's so awesome to have that um, just multifaceted kind of testing going on. And then we all get together every week and we kind of share our thoughts on the gear that we're testing. And it really builds the collective knowledge base and then also allows for us to, you know, just speak to different people that may be consuming our contents like wants and needs a little bit better than just someone that's six foot two and 200 pounds, sure. you know, and lives a very specific lifestyle. So that was a super roundabout answer. I don't know if that answered you, but it does. Yeah. That's how it's like changed as we've scaled, I yeah. guess. But what's, what's your goal? So where's packing going from here? One million end of the year? <laughs> not, not the end of the year. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the goal is, man. Like, I feel like 
I've been doing a lot of thinking about that lately, actually. Like, I think, you know, during the pandemic, it was almost easier in a weird way because every morning I would just wake up and be like, survive today in terms mm-hmm. of the company, right? Like, yeah. don't shut down the company. I get that. And every day it was something new. Like, people are, you know, pulling contracts. Or people aren't viewing our stuff. There's yeah. a new mask mandate and none of our old content has masks. So it's like, do we upload that? And then, you know, and then people are like mad at us for wearing masks. And it's just, it's like much different, really? right? It was like very like, it's, well, it's like, I feel like when I'm looking forward to the future in the pandemic, I'm looking like this far. Yeah. And now like I've got an incredible team here that's doing a great job with like the day-to-day operations. And now I'm kind of looking further ahead. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking more about that. Where's Pack Hacker going? And we have a, a lot of like very interesting ideas working on a couple of cool things. Um, but yeah, man, it's, I'm always thinking about it and I'm able to a little bit more now, which I'm super thankful of too. I mean, times have been hard and are still hard since the start of the pandemic. I totally can emphasize. And especially, I mean, for me, just as a freelancer, as a single person, just having to deal with all of the downfalls that the pandemic brought to being a freelancer, being a creator, I totally get that. And then knowing that you have to are responsible for so many people as well that that is puts such a lot of pressure onto you but mm-hmm. i feel like your team you and your team do such a great job with your channel and i i don't see it slowing down anytime soon um so thank you Bo. Just, high, high praise sir yeah just keep <laughs> going <laughs> and i don't know maybe you can i would see i would love to see some some I, mean, I talked to you before i think in the last podcast where i was very interested in your nomad kind of style mm. loadout your day-to-day and i think you should still do that i'm not sure have you done a video about uh your personal experience of doing this nomad life i feel like now that the traveling is opening up and everyone wants to travel i think there are a lot of people who are hey i could do this nomad life but have no clue about how to optimize for nomad living you should do a little bit more in that direction and just from your personal experience as well yeah yeah we we definitely get into it a lot in pro pack hacker pro and it's like a little bit easier to like i don't know just like write little short quippy things in there like someone was asking about like how they manage their, how do you manage like finances on the road and like credit Mm -hmm. cards. And like, I was able to jump in and like help with that. Um, it would be cool to get like a greater like course or like video or something together Mm -hmm. on that. I feel like it's a little outside of what we do. And sometimes we won't see the views if we stray too far. Um, cause it's a little niche that lifestyle, but a lot of people are working remotely now. So they have that as an option. Um, that's yeah, a cool idea. I mean, I'm definitely still living that lifestyle for sure mm-hmm. too. And, um, that's how I get the best tests on gear too. Like anytime I'm on a trip, that's really the best, you know, possible test for something. And you just realize things that you just wouldn't realize otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's a cool idea. I really, especially so many because ideas. You, you have a team, right? So it would be, yeah, 
in air quotes easy for you to bring <laughs> to bring your camera uh, person and just mm. film you obviously it's that's costs involved if you would travel but i mean you could do it in in locally and then just yeah. simulate the the nomad life and then talk right uh yeah. on the spot about that and we I get a little bit should. of that yeah we we get a little bit of that in our digital nomad packing list granted it's gear focused but like mm. everything is tied to that lifestyle um But yeah, last year we went to Arizona and shot that. We shot one in Florida. And then a video that's yet to come out, we shot in uh, South Korea and Thailand. Okay. So we had our, a video person out there. But it's it's more about the gear. Mm. Um, not quite as much about like the lifestyle. But the gear like ties to the lifestyle. So it'd be interesting mm. to reverse that and talk more about the lifestyle. I think that's a really yeah. interesting idea. Especially because it would be personality-driven. Because you, yeah. I mean, people trust your opinion in this niche anyway. Um, mm. But seeing how you approach this nomad life could be very interesting and beneficial and informative for other people. I, I just, yeah. I just know because I feel like my brother recently mentioned that he might want to do this kind of nomad life, and then I was mm. very. Yeah, I, I just realized that more and more people are very interested in doing that, especially after these two years of staying at yeah. home, not being able to travel, and after yeah. these two years noticing, oh, almost every country has improved their internet uh, connections. So this is mm. very, there's high potential to actually make this work. So maybe you should do that. That could be very yeah. interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's like Nomad Visas coming out, which is really mm. cool too. In some countries, they're working on them. Um, where should I shoot it? What about what about Germany? I'll just pop over there and we can just do it together. That that would be amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, Germany is not that nice to shoot at. It's very. It's right now we have uh, fog and rain and it's cold and it's definitely not fun. <laughs> But it would be amazing if you ever come to Hamburg. That would be cool. Ah, I've been before, man. I would love to come visit you. That'd be so cool. I, I feel like Detroit's Detroit. similar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, seriously, anytime. Yeah. Actually, yeah, come, that come would on be down. Cool. Yeah, come on down. Um, would, I really would love to have you. Um, yeah. I feel like everybody, though, they kind of, they don't think where they live is good for shooting. At least I feel this way. Because, yeah. like, I'll just go to, like, a different state or a different country, and I'll be like, this is incredible, yeah. like, getting all these shots totally. and, like, Totally. I'm sure if I went to Hamburg, like again, I mean, yeah. I've been there. It's it's great for shooting, especially if like me as an American is 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 looking at it because everything's mm. unique. Like there's different cars, there's different yeah. urban planning, there's different everything's in a different language. You know, it's like yeah. everything's so organized there. It's I have so like an old grandma to... yelling at me if I don't <laughs> use the crosswalk. <laughs> <laughs> But it's I think that's that's. The beauty of traveling, just getting out of your comfort zone, not comfort yeah. zone in, in terms of um, stuff that you do, but the, your surroundings are different and therefore you are more likely to notice new stuff. And mm. yeah, maybe, I mean, it, Hamburg and every city is interesting, and but the longer you live there, you just don't notice the cool things, unfortunately. 
Yeah, yeah. You get used to it, right? Yeah, you get used exactly. To it. But I think that's like really what you just touched on is like what this travel gear stuff is all about. Like it's just about mm. smoothing your process, your travel process, so that you can yeah. experience the place a lot better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it's about. So yeah, completely true. agree. Like it's incredible, man. Love it. So, so I'm not sure about your time, but I still got uh, two questions left that I would love to ask you if that's okay. Um, Hit me. Let's go. Yeah. So speaking of the pandemic, everyone had was basically locked up. So my question to you is, did you pick up any new interests or hobbies during the pandemic? And of those, are those hobbies or interests maybe something that you would like to incorporate into your YouTube channel by any chance? But it doesn't have to. The first question, uh, the first part of the question is more interesting. Yeah. No, new two, two new hobbies. Yeah, two new hobbies, actually, since the pandemic. Um, so I've been getting into, like, mixology a little bit oh. and making cocktails. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What's your favorite yeah, cocktail got... to make? To make or to drink? I guess, let me give you two. I've really enjoyed, there's this drink called uh, the Godfather, which I just really dig. It's so simple. I just get a big square ice cube. You put in like two ounces of uh, bourbon or like there's variations. You can put in like a blended scotch or like a peatier mm -hmm. scotch, like, or like, you know, a little bit of blood or a, uh, like an ounce and a half of blended scotch and then a half ounce of peated scotch. Oh, wow. Really, that's probably actually my favorite variation. And then like, a, I think it's like a quarter ounce of amaretto. Maybe it's a half ounce, just depending on your taste. But it's Holy like crap. just those two ingredients. Super simple, that's super it? tasty. It's just, it just yeah. hits you in the face with all of the alcohol and nothing else. <laughs> no, like a lemon squeeze or some orange zest to it or something. It's just alcohol right into the face with a little yeah, bit of right ice. To the face. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe you could garnish with an orange peel. I usually don't though. Cause that's when I'll just make when I'm like, I, I want to try this. Um, I just want like a quick something, you know, um, let's see, I guess another like fancier cocktail that I'll make maybe if people are over, um, I like to make something with, uh, I mean, I guess recently like there was this tequila drink I was making over the summer that was amazing. It was like mezcal and like very like uh, jalapeno and habanero infused mm -hmm. tequila. But let me do a whiskey sour because I can talk about that more because that uses I like love whiskey sour. Yeah, yeah, egg My white. Favorite. You yeah. you've got like bitters that you garnish with. Um, there's this local uh, this place called Castalia, a couple blocks from me. It's like a cocktail bar. It's like a perfume shop during the day and a cocktail place at night. And at night, they serve their cocktails with like, they garnish it with like a, a scent, like of the perfume. So you can like experience oh. different flavors if you're like smelling it at the same time. I took a workshop there and they taught me how to make tinctures, which is basically you take Everclear and you infuse it with uh, some kind of spice. Okay. And then you put that into an amber glass and then you're able to finish off cocktails with that or infuse it. Um, and I love like uh, Szechuan pepper is like my favorite uh, tincture that I have because it just adds a little bit of like numbing spice to things. Um, oh, that's really high level. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, but like it's awesome. it's not, I mean, all these cocktails have such fancy names, but like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's like a, a, a Boulevardier, right? 
is pretty much a Negroni, but Negroni has gin and a Boulevardier <laughs> has whiskey. And they're the same three ingredients. It's like sweet vermouth and, um, you know, whiskey. And then, oh my gosh, Campari. And it's like, once you get through the fancy names, it's very simple to understand. Okay. I, I think at least, <laughs> but there's a bunch of craft in it. Um, yeah. I could, I'm on a tangent with this because I'm learning it. So I'm very excited about it. But as far as how it's incorporated into my YouTube channel, I like the passion of it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So maybe you should incorporate. <laughs> Every time you do uh, something travel-related where you are in a hotel, so you should yeah. have like a small section where you just rate the mini bar and then go into it and then go like, okay, we have this whiskey, we have this gin. What kind of drink could I make of all of the stuff that is in this little mini fridge? And just That's have cool. this small section in the, in the video. Yeah. I love that, man. That's a great idea. I've also considered like, there's some like travel mixology things out there. Like they've got like very specific, like three, one, one containers for like alcohol. And like, I'm interested in, um, you know, like if, if I wanted to be like a, if I wanted like a little mixology kit with me when I travel, because I'm planning on doing a lot more travel this year, like what would that look like? Um, you know, how do you, bring like a sharp enough knife along like is there a way to cut a lemon without a knife you know that's tsa compliant and i love like thinking through that so i think they marry very nicely um i haven't really like delved too deep into like uh travel mixology gear you know like a telescoping bar spoon mm. or like stacking cups that like compress down like i'm sure there's a lot of that stuff out there um, I haven't looked too hard because I've just mainly been working on my home setup and making sure that I like it right before I like invest so much into it. Um, do, you, do you know what you could do is just to also, I don't know, to push the boundaries of your videographer um, mm. and have some, I could totally see this setup where you are at right now, but make it a little bit dark, make it a little bit Ooh, yeah. uh, kind of thing. And then just film you, how you create a drink, but talk about something else. For instance, Oof. if you have the topic of, I don't know, three cool items that every traveler should have. And then just mm. pretend that you are like, a barkeeper you make this cool drink and then you talk casually about oh you should pack a fisher space pan mix <laughs> mix up the, the the whiskey and then yeah you should like pair it up with a travel wallet and then you squeeze a lemon into this drink and then you finish up the whole video with okay here you go I that like would it, be man. a cool that's, short video. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a fun little short actually yeah that'd be cool that would require me to be very smooth at making drinks, which I am not yet. <laughs> not so it's a new hobby. <laughs> but I like that, man. Yeah, that's How do you get cool. there? But I mean, yeah, just yeah, the way you sure. talked at the I was I was saying, thinking, holy crap, did you become a barkeeper? I mean, I don't know. If you listen to the audio version, you should have seen my face be like, oh, okay, I have no idea what Tom is talking about, but it sounds cool. <laughs> and if, I, if I would be in the bar, I would order all of the three drinks that he just mentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. I'm sure there are going to be some listeners that are professional bartenders too and maybe like rolling their eyes about what I said. So 
although I said it enthusiastically, you know, I'm not sure. I'm still learning, right? I'm very yeah. new. I've got the beginner's mind, um, but I'm very much enjoying it. And I, I love making drinks for people. It's really fun to kind of, you know, it's like, it's like helping someone find a bag. I've really loved yeah. having the headquarters here in Detroit. And we, we have pretty much one copy of every bag that we have. Um, we had like our Pack Hacker Pro members, like, mm. like people that wanted to fly in, like flew in. And it was like so fun to talk to every person and be like, what are you into? Like, do you like this kind of fabric? What kind of look do you like? You know, oh, no leather. Like, okay. Like you like to be, uh, like you don't like animal products. Like then how about this? And we had like just boxes and boxes of like every sling out on the floor that we have. There's hundreds. And that's kind of like making drinks. It's the same thing. You're like, you know, what are you, what do you like? Like, do you like things to be a little bit more sweet? Do you like things a little more spirit forward? And I think they're very tangential in a way, which is like, you're just helping someone find something that they're going to like really, really love. And I get a lot of satisfaction. Out okay. Of can I pitch you an idea for Let's do Pack it. Hacker 2025, maybe? Ooh, Pack okay. We're looking okay. ahead. All right. <laughs> Pack Hacker headquarters. Mm. Top floor. You create the reviews to cre you do videos, everything. You have a studio ground floor. Everyone is into coffee, right? Mm. Ditch the coffee section, create a pack hacker bar. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. Where you can have hang out, nerd out about bags, but also Ooh. get a really cool drink and then create mm. drinks with names that kind of Ooh, go into yeah. this bag world so yeah. something like um the check-in luggage <laughs> not sexy but i don't know have have something like a long island iced tea where you put yeah. like every alcohol in that's possible uh. <laughs> it's just going to hit you in the face with five different sorts of alcohol Ooh. but it's called the check uh check-in luggage <laughs> i shot, love that man the shot glasses yeah. uh mini sling bag the fanny pack mm. <laughs> mm. so just create this experience of yeah hanging out with with your team and stuff and having this bar experience at night yeah that would be, that would really be great cool. man that'd be so fun I, i would love if there was like a lot of people in detroit that would do that it's hard like with something local it's hard to get like people to come But man, if there was a way to like just fly every bag fan over here, that'd be so fun. Yeah, I was thinking like the, you know, like the, the heritage canvas drink is maybe like something like a Ooh. very peated, peated aged scotch. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like be cool to name after uh, like fabrics and things like that. That's, that's dope, man. I really like that idea. That's cool. Oh, I mean, wax canvas, obviously mm. you could do something with, with honey. So have like Ooh, yeah, a really go. good bourbon with honey, have this, um, this brown color of the bourbon and then infuse mm. it with honey and I don't know, have a little bit of lemon in there maybe. I don't know if that fits, but, and that's There's a white canvas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. Yeah. But is that, so that would that be difficult in Detroit to create a bar or something? Is that difficult? Oh, you probably have to have a license for alcohol. Oh, yeah, for right? sure. You need a liquor license. Um, I don't know about it. I should ask my buddy Kevin over at uh, Castalia. He's become a bit of a, 
a friend as he's been kind of teaching me about mixology a little bit here and there with like his classes. Um, but yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool. That'd be super but, um, fun. Or if you, I mean, on the other hand, if you had such a space where you could have this get together area, I mean, mm. you could also rent it out, but still have like a cool place to film yeah. because it's basically a studio but right. also be able to have those get-togethers with this bar experience and also rent it out for, I don't know, meetings or that could be really cool. Um, yeah, actually. yeah. It could be cool. Do I mean, we workshops. Could you could oh, do yeah, digital nomad workshops. I mean, mm. if anyone who could better talk about that stuff as you who traveled, I don't know, how many years did you travel? Two years, three years? Two, yeah. Too. Yeah, 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 man. I like the ideas. Big stuff. 2025. Expect yeah, 20, all that stuff. Two years in Detroit. That's here. doable. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy, easy. Yeah, <laughs> get started right after this 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 podcast. <laughs> Definitely. So my last question to you is um, mm. also a little bit about the last uh, year or the last 12 months. What is one or three item, one to three items that you purchased in the last few months that you really enjoy a lot? Um, doesn't have to be bag related. Doesn't have to be EDC related. Is there anything that Ooh. you bought? Probably a mixology set is one of them. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, so for the mixology set, I bought. I don't even know the name. I'm sorry. Like one of your. Uh, like listeners is going to be like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, but it's like, it's like the mixing cup, but like the two cups is very simple. Yeah. You, you smash them together and then yeah. it's, it's like not a martini shaker, but it's just the two cups. Yeah. I used to like be like, how does this work? I have no idea. Um, but it's really, really easy. And it's, I think it's the best way to shake a drink. So I got two of those um, or, or one of them with the two cups from cocktail kingdom, which I think is a good site. I, I like it. Um, so there's that. I'm just gonna stop talking about mixology, though. No, I really it's like. Your passion, though. <laughs> it's it's really cool to hear someone be passionate about something. So yeah, you could. I mean, I think I, I'm I'm passionate about like finding good products. Like yeah. and whether it's travel gear, mixologist gear, or like man, I would love to like find a really great teapot. Like I learned with teapots, people do reviews, and there's like some like pour better than others in like a very unified stream. And like, I didn't even know that like, but like products, right. Cause I, whenever I don't know anything about like a category, I just go online and yeah. do a little research, but I'm Same. usually just trying to buy something quick. And it's like, I think, you know, I like the, the blogs and the, the YouTube channels like ours that help with like a lot of information and get this. This is the best, you know? So I, I, I really, I mean, I just love that in general. Um, but I really like from a travel gear perspective, uh, the Mojix super bagel, which is a, it's like a small, Oh, I saw that on your channel. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's a, like power a outlet, right? It's an adapter. It okay. is an extension cord and it's a, um, like, Oh, is a mod going to get it for me? I think so. Our video guy is going to maybe bring it over, but it's, And it's got, um, it's like an outlet splitter. So you can, uh, plug multiple things in. Thank you, Ahmad. So for the audio or the video listeners, this is what it looks like. It's very small. Okay. Um, 
Okay, you so gotta it's get basically on. a bagel. It looks like a bagel in the middle is a power outlet, and then yeah. you have a couple of USB ports. Comes right out. And yep. oh, that's amazing. That's You've cool. got to subscribe to Bo's Patreon to see this. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. <laughs> yeah, but I was really like blown away. I mean, so when I was in South Korea, this actually did not work because these two, um, it's a little bit thin. It's short. Oh. A uh, little thin, I think, the diameter. Maybe it's short. I don't know. Um, but my my friend had moved there. He's also the uh, like the back end guy for Pack Hacker, um, like programmer. But he was saying he had a, a problem with a lot of Al adapters. So I'm not sure it's exclusive to this. But I really loved using this in Thailand, and it's such even at, like for home use, it's such a small form. Um, like shape because you plug things in here and if there's like a huge apple brick in here it's oh, round those are, oh those are so they get out of the outlets. way of each other th- these are outlets yeah oh okay i thought those are just like venting oh that's no. cool so for the audio listeners it's a round bagel shaped thing and then you can plug into the outside of the bagel basically the power outlets usb ports and it has an extension cord oh that's really yeah cool. extension cord yeah, I actually like, pack extend, uh, a three-prong or three-port mm. extension cord always when I'm traveling because the power outlets in the hotel rooms are so weirdly placed that it's really good to have something like that with you. That's yeah. a cool idea. Especially for what you're doing, right? With like yeah. a lot of video editing, you have a lot yeah. of stuff you got to plug in, I'm sure. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's... I, I love like every now and then seeing a product and just being like, oh, that's awesome. You know, and just getting like so excited about it. And I think it's a very smart design. I think, you know, they've, they've had a couple iterations now. Um, I think they had this one like called the Maru Tofu or something. Um, but I think they're like each iteration is getting better. And you can also just travel with this, the adapter mm. as well in the middle. And I love the way the UK one comes out. Like it just flips out like that and spins around. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So it's I, very, I very cool. The, the US plugs are so much easier to adapt. Mm. That's why I think you have more um, options in this type of style. Um, sure. I think the European plug is, we have two different types of plugs actually one of those round bigger ones and then ones that are a little bit thinner and smaller Um, like a diamond right yeah yeah Yeah. and that makes it a little bit more difficult um to create adapters i I guess um Mm -hmm. but yeah that's why we don't have i feel like too many um options for this kind of travel style especially also we have different different voltage ours is higher so yep. I also think it's it's a physical thing that you always have to keep in mind, which makes everything probably a little bit more difficult. And, yeah. yeah. A lot of devices nowadays are dual voltage, but you want to look before you yeah. plug stuff in. Like a lot of hair dryers, I think, aren't. Yeah. I know like a, one of our staff writers was traveling with a travel steamer and that totally just blew out somewhere <laughs> so you just gotta look wow. but a lot of devices are dual voltage now which is a nice travel so you don't need a converter steamer. wow that's amazing i can i can't see a lot of business people needing something like that but i right. wouldn't i personally would never 
have thought that something like that is even available. Is that big? Yeah, man. How's it? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's for me personally, I think it's a little too big. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just, it depends though. Like if you, you have needs for it, right? Like yeah, maybe you're going to like a Suit. wedding party. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah and wedding. Like, and you want to steam everyone's right. Then you bring it along and you're the, you're the cool cat in the, the dressing room. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Right. It's, it's always like a different travel style or a different objective for sure. a trip. And I think there's so much room. Um, but yeah, the Mojik super bagel. Love it, man. It's, it's cool. It's, it got me just so excited when we saw it. I was just like, wow, this is smart, small package, so packable too. Like a lot of the adapters are like big bricks that are so yeah. hard to pack and they like make exactly. everything all lumpy. Or, um, before I was really a fan of like the, either the Road Warrior or the Kickerland. Mm. It's a very small, thin one, very, very packable, but you put it into the wall and then like the, it like kind of can fall out of the outlet, especially if you yeah. put a big heavy brick on there. Of course. And this is nice because you got the extension cord that goes into the wall. And then, you know, this, this just sits on the floor then yeah. the round bagel part with all the, the, the heavy the bricks. Bronze. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Um, yeah. So good. I know you asked for three. No, no. <laughs> one, one, two, three. Is there anything non pack? related or non-travel related that you have really enjoyed over the last few Oof. months oh, or is everything in your life has become just packing <laughs> no it has i mean that's a big focus um yeah let's see here oh man or is there know. or let's pivot the question is there anything Ooh. that is on your wish list that you really want to get anytime soon Oh my gosh. Oof. I mean, I got the MacBook Pro M2 oh, recently. Cool. Yeah. Which I'm on right now. Um, which clearly it had a problem, which is surprising. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. I was like, our camera or link or what. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like it. I think the form factor is like very interesting. It's a lot more square. Um, I'm still getting used to it. Did you get the um, 14 inch or the 16 inch version? 16 inch max okay. M2. Like I just, I figure if I'm going to be spending, you know, eight to 12 hours a day on it, I might as well shell out for but, it, you and, know? And it's not too big to pack for you? Or is no, it, it's not. It's still compact. Mm -hmm. It's It's been good because we have um, like a 16 inch, um, it's good to test a 16 inch. A lot of our writers have 13 or 14 inch yeah. laptops. Um, we actually got like these 3D printed like laptops as well, which are oh, that's super cool. cool for like the channel. Yeah. So like, even if like we used to like be like, Oh, we want to test with a 16. Like Tom, close your laptop and stop working. Let's make sure it fits in this pocket. And then we got a 3D printed version. Oh, that's um, really cool. Which has been do nice. That as well. That is a really yeah. good idea. We got okay. inspired from uh, Waterfield Design had a, a Steam Deck 3D printed. And I was like, Ooh. oh, that'd be so cool to get a bunch of devices like that. Because they were working on like a Steam Deck case. Um, but yeah, so we have that. But now, I mean, it's the, the form factor has changed a little bit, right? So it's a little bit thicker than the previous like Intel iteration. Um, and I can't tell yet if I like it. I mean, I like the speed. I like the keyboard, man. They, they keyboards for a while with them is just awful. Yeah, they suck. Um, yeah, I like the speed and yeah, it's it's yeah. been good. But I feel like for me, like I don't get quite as passionate about Apple products as I used to. Yeah, 
Same. Um, I'll also say that the Peak Design mobile system, I Oh, love. you're using that one. Yeah, I, was, I love it. I, okay, okay. Yeah. I was I got thinking it. I, about it. Yeah. Okay. I wonder how it would work on your motorcycle. It yeah. works well on my bike, my bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was it wondering looks for like a motorcycle. Sturdy, actually. It, it, work, yeah. it looks very sturdy. And I actually got the Peak Design uh, mobile set um, when it was, I think I got a pre-production system. Um, yep. which They changed it a bit, by the way. Yeah. Which yeah. was really good, but back then they didn't have a so-called anti-vibration kit, which is really important on a motorcycle ah. because the optical image stabilization on phones is is this loose mechanical system, and the vibration mm. on the motorcycle is so um, high frequent, frequent and very constant. So it there is a high probability that it will damage the optical image stabilization. And therefore you ah. need the anti-vibration kit. And back then Peak Design didn't have that. So I ah. didn't test it on a motorcycle. So I would love to test it out now. That being mm. said, I want to buy a new phone first um, yeah. before actually diving into that system. Um, but it looks very interesting. And I, yeah. I am confused that it didn't, like hit it off that much i don't see any people actually using it to be quite honest which is i'm kind of confused about uh yeah i don't know i think the timing was tough because that's when apple was i think just releasing their like MagSafe and peak designs like they were like oh it's magnetic i think was like the big part of it maybe that had something to do with it um and i didn't use it for a while but I started using it this year and I'm like, because I got a car finally. I've been biking mm. around Detroit. <laughs> oh, like, you didn't have just, a car before. I didn't know. No, that. no. What oh, did I you just get? got a car. Uh, it's like a, it's like a Nissan Rogue. Okay. Um, cool. 2011 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, reliable. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, nothing too crazy. Um, but I, I like that. So I, yeah, I've got the charger in the car. And it doesn't have like a, you know, center, whatever the name is, like a center dash, big mm-hmm. tablet thing. Um, so I've got that in the car and then I've got it on my bike because I still bike a lot. And then I've got it um, trying to figure out how to get like a mount. They, they, they sell the mount. I'm trying to figure out where to put it, like in my little home bar so I can put like recipes mm-hmm. up there. Um, and then I've got the the tripod is incredible. And they changed the design of that a little bit. Um, I don't think I have it on me, but you stick it to the back of the phone and the tripod, the mobile mm-hmm. tripod. It's so great, but I just do that when I'm on FaceTime calls or meetings or, you know, whatever. And that has just been really incredible and traveling to get like stable shots on the phone. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, I've just really, really <clears throat> enjoyed the ecosystem and it's so smart. Um, so that's been a big yeah. winner for me this year. Which which phone was it? That was the the pro version that you just showed into the camera, right? This the yeah yeah that's the iPhone Pro, yeah, the fourteen. Yep, yep, yep. It's the uh, plus size. It's yeah. uh, just the most the newest plus size they yeah. offer, which is what fourteen. I can't keep track. Yeah, I can't yeah. even keep track of how old I am. So I think I'm thirty three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those phones also, especially with iPhones, they become very stale or boring in a way because it's 
basically you know what you're getting and it's yeah they don't look that different from each other unfortunately <clears throat> right predictable um, right speaking of tech do you have a ura ring on your finger is that is that the ura uh ring? i don't it's, oh. it's just a silicon ring it's, it's oh yeah or a silicon yeah. ring from our groove rings yeah um I don't know, man. I just like it. I, I got yeah, it as I an option. A, I have a black uh, carbon fiber ring. so Oh, ca oh carbon fiber. That's yeah. cool. So I, I thought you had this this URA fitness tracker ring because it's so wide. I know what you're so talking wide. about. Yeah, I thought yeah. that's the one. I, was just I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it's not. But I, I, I got it originally because um, I wanted to give people an option on the digital nomad packing list to like travel with, you know, some people don't like traveling with their wedding band. So I wanted to make sure to get an option in there for people. So we tested a couple. I'm not married, um, but we tested a couple, and I ended up really liking it. So I just kept wearing it. <laughs> well, hold on. Why do people don't like to travel with their wedding pants? <laughs> well, they, they sorry, they don't want to lose it, right? Oh, Sometimes. that's oh, that's the reason. Yeah. Okay, I thought this. Or if you're if you're going hotel, kiteboarding, bar, or, okay. <laughs> well, you wear you wear a band. You oh, wear okay. the band, right? Like, yeah. But do you use a silicone band instead of your like gold or oh, silver, silver I diamond, see. things like that? Oh, oh yeah. that's what you mean. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining me again on this podcast. And um, yeah, do you want to? I, I mean, I feel like it is redundant because everyone knows you, but still you want to quickly plug your channel where can people find you yes thank you thank you so much for having me bill like it's it's been incredible um talking with you i always love it should make it a yearly thing but you can uh Definitely. you can find us on packhacker.com youtube.com slash packhacker and uh you know one thing if you're like no packhacker or you're kind of on the sidelines i would love for you to sign up check out our packing list tool um, you can get a free account, use our packing list tool. We're Definitely. building that out, trying to get feedback on that. Um, so would love to have you try it and just send us some notes. Um, it's a you, great if you're community. listening to this, yeah, if you, if you're listening to this this far, you're going to be the perfect person to be in there. So <laughs> thank you so much, Bo. Yeah. Thank you me. so much for being a guest and yeah, check definitely everyone check out pack hacker and the pack hacker reviews channel as well. All right, mm -hmm. everyone, stay safe and healthy. And thanks, Tom, for being a guest. Thanks for having me, Bo.